8% of human DNA originally came from viruses. A new study published in Science reveals how our body is putting these viral remnants to work. Examining the latest research and telling you about the latest breakthroughs, the Science and Research Show is on the scope. I'm talking with University of Utah geneticists Dr. Cedric Fischott and Ed Chong, who have published a study in Science together with collaborator Nels Eldi. Scientists for a while have known that some of our DNA comes from viruses. So I don't know about you, but I actually find it kind of uneasy to think that I'm not just me. I'm part virus. 8% of our our genome is is viruses, but then another 40% on top of that is actually other kinds of selfish genetic elements Uh as well. And so, you know, one might even say you're less human than you think. (laughs) Definitely a huge portion of the genome, you know, is represented by these kind of selfish elements that we you know, most scientists often dust under the rug, so to speak. What you've shown is that our body actually uses some of that foreign DNA for a very specific purpose. What did you find? Yeah, so what, what we found is that some of these um, pieces of viral DNA being recycled to serve now some cellular functions, important for the defense of the cells against pathogens, including viruses. How did the viral DNA get there in the first place? There are remnants of past viral infections that have actually plagued our primate ancestors many million years ago. And they are descendant and they are being assimilated in the genome of the host. And now, uh, what we're seeing still is that still some of these elements retain some of the properties, the ancestral properties, regulatory properties of these viruses. So tell me again what you think they're doing, how they're interacting with the rest of the defense system? You know, your body has many ways to sense infection um, by a virus or, or my- other kinds of microbes. Um, and one of the, the first things that happens is that when you sense infection, cells will release um, this signal, this warning signal called interferon. In the genomes of all cells, there are hundreds of genes that are dedicated to fighting um, infection, fighting microbes, fighting viruses, but they're normally turned off. And then what happens is when you have responses like the interferon response turn on, these cells sort of awaken from dormancy and then turn on um, and do their business and then eventually sort of turn off. Um, and what we found basically... Um, um, was that, uh, you know, in addition to a lot of, you know, human DNA that gets activated by the signal, a lot of viral pieces are, are activated as well. Thousands of viruses seem to be activated um, by the interferon response. So these elements, these viral pieces, are, are basically like triggers that uh, help set off the, the immune weapons that they're sitting next to. When we think about um, these switches, you know, their original evolved function, so to speak, was to drive uh, act, you know, transcription of that virus. So I think, mm-hmm. um, initially, you know, initially, you know, 50 million years ago, I think that that was the purpose. But clearly, over time, um, some of these elements have been uh, co-opted or domesticated. You know, there's different words for it um, by their hosts. In this case, primates to then act exactly as you say to act as switches. That now, instead of turning on viral genes, now they turn on genes that are pivotal for our own immune defenses. Kind of the cool thing is that. You, you're thinking of this as sort of a coordinated system. You can imagine, you know, no one protein is going to kind of be enough against the pathogen. You know, our our strategy is essentially to throw in hundreds of genes that together collectively make a very strong and robust defense system. I mentioned earlier that the regulation of genes in response to interferon is, is, is governed by little molecular switches called um, regulatory elements. And, um, you know, our question is really, you know, how do these regulatory elements get there? How do they evolve in the first place? And one idea is that, um, you know, these regulatory elements can sort of evolve through random mutation, the code necessary to turn on these genes in response to interferon. Mm-hmm. 
But what we found was this potential mechanism um, where these endogenous retroviruses are actually providing these switches. And what makes that mechanism so attractive is that these endogenous retroviruses have this built-in ability to, to copy and paste themselves throughout the genome. And so if we are trying to think about, you know, how do you evolve a coordinated response? Well, it's a lot easier to take a pre-built switch provided by these interferons or provided by these viruses, I'm sorry, um, that are so common in the genome rather than to sort of, you know, quote unquote, rely on random mutation to, to build these switches. One reason why we think this, this mechanism, um, of spreading these elements, um, might be a good way to wire these networks and all distribute these switches is that indeed, uh, the switches already existed. And again, they were serving probably viruses to begin with, but you didn't have to reinvent them. Do you have evidence that this isn't a one-off thing, that this is happening kind of over and over throughout evolution and in, in different species too, right? Yeah, so this was really another surprise that came kind of late into the study. Um, and what uh, we realized is that some of the... Elements that were very similar, not identical, but very similar to the ones we would see in the human genome and in other primate genomes were actually also present in other mammalian genomes. Now, a different location in the genome, but they had this, the, the same regulatory properties, it seems, that they contain some of these switches um, to respond to, you know, this infection, essentially. We see them present in multiple species, and indeed we speculate that maybe um, same mechanism as also spread some of these switches in other, in other species to wire their own lineage-specific network of these immunity genes. Do you think these uh, viral DNA pieces might be impacting our health in other ways? Yeah, so we think this is, this is something really interesting that we, we need to follow up on um, because some of the genes that we found to be regulated by these viral DNA have been implicated in cancer and autoimmune disease, they are themselves misregulating this disease. And we also know that some of this retroviral DNA is often activated in, this, in the same conditions. So now we sort of connected the dots and are thinking that um, this provides a mechanism to explain some of this misregulation of these genes in, the, in cancer and in autoimmune disease. But have been co-opted for new regulatory function. Interesting. Informative. And all in the name of better health. This is the Scope Health Sciences Radio.